What's up, our little true crime addicts? It's Megan. And Grace. And this is That's So Criminal. Well, guys, we're back, and we're going to have another, like, mini episode, kind of. Yeah, we'll see how long this takes. We'll, we'll, we'll play it. Play it a little bit by ear, but... Play it out a little bit. Play it out a little bit. Yes. This week, we... Uh, the case that I have is, like, really interesting. Um, Again, it is an unsolved case. Another unsolved, which... We, we love an unsolved case. We love them, but we hate them. Yeah, we. it's a good, like, love-hate relationship because on one hand, you know, you, you want to scream because you just want to know what happens and you want justice, right? Yeah. But then on the other hand, you're like, oh, this is so intriguing. Here are all my thoughts and my, my opinions and my theories, so. We love to theorize, but. So this week, um, I'm going to be doing a case about Timothy Pitson, um, yeah another cool name i know right um anyway this case is uh it's one i've been interested in for a long time and it's definitely always had my heart uh because it's about i'll just kind of go into it a little trigger warning for this case um we will be talking about young children um timothy was a child at the time of this case and uh just really want to you know i know that's not everybody's cup of tea but also further than that, uh, this episode will include, you know, talking about suicide and suicidal ideation. So I'll warn you when we kind of really get into it. But also, if this episode isn't for you and you need to skip it, we totally understand. Of we course. love you tons. And we'll see you next week. Never. We will so. never be upset with you for not, you know, not being able to listen to this episode. Please, please, please do what you got to do. Exactly. Like, take care of your own mental health. Yeah. So. Anyway. I don't feel like we have any news. There's nothing new. Sounds about right. Boring as boring can be. Right? Like. Ja- oh, well, maybe. Um, I don't know when this is when this when this one will air. Um, right. We, honestly, who knows? We're kind of like doubling down on them. You know what I mean? So this might mm-hmm. be like four weeks from now or three. But um, this might be airing when Jack and I are at VidCon. And we're really excited yeah. about that. So that'll be super fun. And hopefully Jack and I will get to meet a lot of people there. And maybe some of you guys will have listened to the podcast. Oh, and I'll yes, be able to please. say hi to you. And maybe, maybe, maybe some of you will have already met me there at this point. So I'd like to say hello to future meeting right. you. <laughs> hello in advance and hello from the future. Yes, hello from the future. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, no, my life is kind of boring. I'm actually kind of thinking about that. <laughs> yeah, anyway. Also, Grace now and I are going to have, we're going to have a photo shoot soon. We are, oh and we're excited. Yes. Oh, our girl. I love her. Yeah. She's so sweet. Shout out to Christina Willowed Moon on Instagram. We love you. I haven't even met Christina, but I love her. We love we love Christina. You're my baby. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys. That's pretty much it. We'll kind of jump right into it again. Yeah, we kind of live boring lives. Um, yep. Oh, well. <laughs> so, Okay. Timothy Pitson was born in Aurora, Illinois on October 18th, 2004 to James Pitson. Uh, some people call him Jim. Uh, 
it's kind of so jim james i'm calling him james for this so john wow um and amy frypitson so he's just like so cute like everybody's just described him as like the cutest little thing and like side note uh his grandmother like amy's mom actually told cnn quote amy just adored that little boy and he adored her and unquote cute little fact Amy actually added an extra M to Timothy's name to make him more unique. Like, oh, oh, I, I love that. I love little stuff like that. Right? Like, cuteness overload. Like, I cannot. Like, Timothy is the cutest little yeah. name. And now he gets so. to be like, I'm Timothy with two M's. Right? Oh. So, one of his classmates actually remembers that Timothy was one of the gifted kids who would learn things super fast kind of like faster than others he was super happy go lucky person who like never really let anything like small bother or upset him yeah um and it's also so cute i just wanted to put this in here his favorite foods were yogurt uh, mac and cheese anything from mcdonald's me too um chucky cheese pizza oh my gosh yes (laughs) that is underrated dude Wait, have you had Chuck E. Cheese pizza? Um, 100% I have. And that pizza is underrated. <laughs> yeah. Megan, what? <laughs> it's so good. Have I ever been into a Chuck E. Cheese? I don't know. Let me take your nephew just, just so I can have a reason to go to Chuck E. Cheese and eat that pizza. Yes, please. Like, what? Oh, let me. I'm going to take all of my nephews now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all of my siblings, if you're listening to this, it's happening. Yep. We're so anyway, uh, Timothy was just described by his loved ones as this natural leader, which like, oh, he's just a baby, and like, oh, he's such a beautiful person. Like again, that's, that's awesome though that he right? is like so young and yet so like respected, uh, right? And then it also just breaks your heart because you're like, oh my gosh, think of how different our world could be with Timothy in it. Yeah, like think of what he could have accomplished. One hundred percent. So. That is Timothy in a nutshell. Just this amazing little boy. Um, But his parents, on the other hand, were seemingly going through a rough patch. Um, Jim had actually said that, uh, again, trigger warning, Amy had survived a suicide attempt, uh, like, you know, before they started dating and getting married. Um, And she's actually currently on medications for depression. Amy had a history of depression but according to her family uh she would have never heard her son people said that amy was super kind and that um you know she just had nothing but this kindness and like deep consideration for the people around her i mean constantly uh and like timothy's aunt just continually said how wonderful of a person amy was um but anyway so James said that he and Amy were experiencing some marital issues, which kind of started after he discovered Amy was actually still speaking to one of her three ex-husbands. Oh, which, yeah, that would cause issues. First. Oh, yeah. It said, he said it really upset him. Yeah. Because, I mean, was it like Was it like cheating or was it just like, you know, talking? Um, which, I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying like, you know, that it's okay just to talk, but like, I'm, I guess I'm like, was it like, you know? So we don't really know that's the thing. He, James was like upset because he thought she was still in love with the ex. 
which like hey, yeah I could I, I I see why his mind went there you know oh yeah which again hey if you're married and your partner expresses I'm uncomfortable when you speak to a previous intimate partner please talk through these issues because like yeah. it is never okay like nothing is ever worked making your partner uncomfortable or anxious or jealous or just like on edge to know that you're talking to a person like you know talk to a neutral party work through some type of solution because like it's just not great um but anyway we're not quite sure exactly what the conversations were in detail about um but i'll kind of touch on that in a little bit okay so um sorry (laughs) so on may 11th 2011 James dropped off six-year-old Timothy to his elementary school just like any other normal day. He watches him run up to the kindergarten teacher. He's got his little Spider-Man backpack oh my on. God. And I'm sure that backpack was like twice the size oh, of yeah. like himself. <laughs> like, yes. Uh, and life was good. James had, said he had nothing to complain about. Life was great. James told his son, quote, I love you. Be good unquote which my heart shattering uh and then he kind of went about his day what james did not know was that 30 minutes later amy would come to the school telling staff about a fabricated family emergency and sign timothy out for the day oh okay and they can both be seen leaving the school on security cameras around 8 30 in the morning okay so when james showed up at the end of the school day to pick his son up he was caught off guard to hear that his wife had actually grabbed their son in the morning. And this is kind of where the whole case really starts. Okay. okay. So. Well, and they're still together, right? Like. Yes. They're you know. still legally married. Are they, are, they, are they still like living together? Yes. Okay. So that's really weird then that she wouldn't communicate that. Yes. Okay. So. Yeah. It's. Whole situation. It gets funky gets really funky um so after kind of hearing this being caught off guard james actually checks amy's work uh and then their home and there's no sign of either of them and this is kind of when panic starts to really set in okay james says quote i called amy's cell phone a couple times and it went to always went to voicemail unquote he left a few voicemails and hey, please call me. I don't know where you are. I really need to know what's happening. He called her parents, and when they didn't answer, he kind of decided to stop calling and allow her some time to cool down. You know, she was upset at him. Which, like, totally, I don't blame him for calling and panicking because Will and Megan, you both absolutely know that if I couldn't get in contact with Will, I would do the same. I'd full panic. Oh, yeah. Meg, you've seen me do it. Even with a butt dial, you and I have to text each other back or it's, like, an immediate call. No, legit. Like, if, if guys, if I text Grace, like, hey, I get a call, she's like, is everything good? Is everything like, good? literally. Like, like if, and, if, and if, God forbid, like, I call Grace and she doesn't, like, answer or something, like, because she's busy, like, I will get a text, like, are you okay? Do I need to walk away? Like, do I need to call you? Like, right? that is the kind of person she is. And, like, same with me. Like, if Jack didn't answer, I would be, like, he'd have 15 missed calls. Right. 
Like it's mm-mm. we don't mess with safety. We don't mess with that stuff, especially if it's like we know that we always hear from this person at this time. Literally, like, I remember that stuff, you know. And we're also just way too anxious for that. So yeah, pretty much. But anyway, uh, he wakes up the next day, which I doubt he slept at all. I would not be able to. Um, oh yeah, no. And he checks his phone, and nothing. Still hasn't heard anything from Amy, and this is kind of when he finally decides, like all right i need to contact the police and report them missing this is too much so another day goes by and he hears nothing but amy actually does reach out but not to him so amy actually reaches out to her mother and kind of says hey we'll be fine i need a day or two we're going through some stuff i need to figure this out I don't know how to kind of approach this problem. I don't even know what to do. Which, okay. no one's really sure exactly what she's referring to. Yeah, because there was no actual problem that no one that no one knows about, right? Well, not even just that. I'm, like, no one knows what she's referring to, but I can only assume it's, like, the marital issues and the jealousy. But, like, you know she's probably telling her mom all of that. You know her mom probably knows everything right. yeah. to an extent. I mean, everybody's... Every, you only know what everybody tells you, but I don't know. I can see, I could see her mom knowing, but then again, who knows? It could just be that she's dealing with her own mental issues. She has no idea, yada, right. yada, a bunch of stuff. Right. So, um, she doesn't just contact Amy's or her mother. She actually also contacts James's brother. Which, like... Interesting. Okay. Um, I don't think I would be contacting any of Will's siblings if my intent was to, like, not have him know anything about where I am. Yeah, that would but- definitely not be my go-to. Would be like, hey, I just took our kid, and I'm not telling Jack, but, like, call right. his brother. Like, but don't worry. <laughs> yeah, his brother would be like, Megan, what the frick, dude? So weird like that's what james says he's like yeah my brother was like hey uh why are you gonna be involved in this yeah like why are you calling me bro but james actually tells crew crime oh my word <laughs> crew crime daily in an interview that he could hear his brother or i'm sorry wow guys we're he tired could hear timothy in the background playing but that amy made it a really odd statement whoa what did she say Amy tells her brother-in-law, quote, Timothy is fine. Timothy belongs to me. Timothy, I will be fine. Timothy is safe. Unquote. So it's kind of like, okay, I didn't question it. Why are you saying that? For one. Um, And Mm -hmm. also just like, Timothy belongs to me. It's a super firm statement. Yeah. I don't feel like this is the type of statement you say without having a pretty good reason to say so 100 percent. like that's something that you would hear after like domestic abuse you know what right. i mean like, or like after- threats or threats yeah so- something where it's like we're safe we're okay you know he belongs to me i'm gonna protect him like this is not something that you would think just for some jealousy reasons but also again think about who is she is calling and telling this she didn't tell her mother that. Yeah, she told this to to James's brother. Yeah. Which is just really weird. 
I mean, like, is it is it known at all, or don't you know, like, if they have a good relationship? Or I mean, it seems that it was a normal in law relationship, but nothing that was oh they were so close, blah 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 blah. Right, it seemed normal. So at this point, James is super worried. His head is spinning, and he kind of said, "Yeah, I don't. I guess I didn't realize how bad our marital issues were." And all he wants to do is find his wife and son and sort everything out and be a happy family. Right. I mean, yeah, I I would too, you know? Oh, yeah. Which, again, I'm not making any comments on his innocence in this marital situation because we don't know what these issues were about. We don't know. Oh, yeah, no. We're not going to, like, say what, you know, we we don't know, so we can't say. But it just, what seems like is happening is it just seems like there were some uncommunicated things here because somebody didn't James seems pretty blindsided here oh yeah and I mean also guys like don't use your child as like a pawn in a game that's it never ends well (laughs) it never ends good and it's it's not healthy for anyone in that situation so three days later the police knock on his door and finally deliver the news been waiting for okay Officers tell him, we've located me in Rockford, Illinois. Okay. Trigger warning here, guys. Unfortunately, James kind of hits this high and low of emotions because he is so filled with joy. And the police then follow up the statement and tell him, we found Amy and she's committed suicide. And James goes into total shock. Oh my gosh. So what James did not know is that on May 11th, the day he dropped off Timothy at school, 2011, at 10 a.m. after picking Timothy up at 8, uh, Amy dropped her car off, their SUV, off at the repair shop where an employee actually drove her and Timothy to the Brookfield Zoo and then returned to pick up her car at 3.50 p.m. Okay. So like, Sounds like a fun mommy son, pretty normal day. Sounds yeah. fun. From there, they drove to the Key Lime Cove Resort in Gurney and spent the night. They can both be seen on security cameras checking in around uh, like 4.40 p.m. Um, and then on May 12th, the next day, 2011, the pair went to the Kalahari Resort in Wisconsin Dells, where they can again be seen standing in line. At uh, 10 a.m. the next morning, uh, like the 13th, tracking out of that resort. So there's a pretty good paper trail, well, security trail. Right. And again, on May 13th, 2011, at 7.25 p.m., she was seen, but she was seen alone on the cameras at Family Dollar in Winnebago, Illinois, where she purchased a pen, paper, and some envelopes. Okay. I'm nervous. Oh, yeah. Then she spotted again same day at 8 p.m. at Sullivan's Food Store in Winnebago alone again. So, getting a little worried, like, ma'am, where is your son? Well, the first thing I thought of when you said that she committed suicide, I was like, well, what happened to her son? Oh, yeah. So, like, again, where is your son? I guess, like, on security cameras, maybe he's in which like not great right but trying to give any reason 
Yeah. At 11.15 p.m. that night, uh, the 13th, she checks into the Rockford Inn in Rockford, Illinois. And again, guys, uh, trigger warning. So if you need to skip, please go ahead and skip a little bit ahead. Um, Sometime that night or the next morning, she took her own life at 43 years old by slashing her wrists parallel to her arms. Oh, that's so sad. Slashing her neck and overdosing on antihistamines, which are, like, uh, drugs that can treat, like, allergies or, like, common cold. Um, Okay. So, like, drugs, like, anything you could get at a drugstore. Yes. Nothing she needed a prescription for. Okay. And on May 14th, 2011, her body was found at uh, 1230 in the afternoon by a hotel maid, which, wow, I am so sorry for that woman. Yeah, um, I, oh, I cannot even imagine opening the door and seeing that scene and just not even being this slightest prepared for it. Yeah, I can't. I can't imagine. I can't even imagine either. So in the room, you, you would never forget that, right? I would quit immediately. I'd be like, nope, I no. So in the room was a handwritten note in which Amy apologized for the mess that she created and explained that Timothy was never going to be found. But if he was with people who would care for him. Oh, my God. However, this note left out some pretty important information, such as who was the people or person that Timothy was with. So, besides the suicide letter, Amy had actually mailed out two letters. Okay. One letter went to her mother, and one letter went to a friend, both detailing practically the same information on how Timothy would never be found. Okay. Immediately, investigators, like, start frantically searching for this boy. They kind of also notice, though, that the room is missing a few things. The, ho- the, the hotel room? Yep. Okay. They can't find a shred of evidence that Timothy was ever there. So, like, no DNA, no fingerprints, no hair, nothing? Nope. No backpack, no toys, no clothes, no food, no... And, and okay, is, is this the hotel that he was, um, where she called the, um, the her brother-in-law? No, so I, there's no actual report of, like, we believe she called him when she was driving okay okay Uh, okay. so by this point this is like you know she checks into this hotel and basically then kills herself within an hour within a matter of 24 hours okay so basically they're like we think that he is but he had been gone like for like a day or two okay yeah so all of timothy's toys clothes everything is missing as well as amy's phone interesting so all the red flags are immediately going up for investigators. And they're kind of forced to think, hey, wait a minute. What if Amy had purposely planned Timothy's disappearance? Like like, like a long time coming? Yeah. Which is like pretty uncommon for mothers to be viewed as the bad guy in these situations. Which like, honestly, I wish we could like get rid of that preconceived ideology. Because like, 
anybody can do anything. Yeah, of anybody course, is of possible to anything. And when we start making those assumptions or think based off of those prior like knowledge of like oh like it's his mom whatever that's when we get ourselves into dangerous situations of we overlook things we don't look as much into certain people and we miss things and when it comes to like somebody else's safety you can't have anything fall through the cracks 100%. like everyone looked at equally yeah so uh during this investigation Unfortunately, all of his mental health past is brought up, which is kind of a necessary part of the investigation process, but it still sucks. So they find out that not only did Amy have a history of depression, but that she had actually left home for periods of time. Thankfully, though, um, through the use of like receiving security cameras, investigators were kind of able to piece together her movements with timothy during that period okay and i know we kind of went over all of that a little bit um but it's a lot so i'm kind of going to go over everything again just to be sure everyone's on the same page and just yes, kind of please like, please do right it's a lot so investigators believe that amy picked up timothy from school they then went to the repair shop to drop off the suv they get a ride from an employee at that repair shop to the zoo in chicago okay and then they go to the key lime cove uh, water resort in Gurney and then drive 160 miles northwest to Kalahari Resort in Wisconsin where they're seen uh, checking out of that resort. So there's a trail of them being there. Okay. Okay. Then the two head 120 miles into Illinois where Amy is caught on that grocery store camera with no sign image. So this is when people are like, we think it had already been, it already happened. Well, yeah. At this point, they're saying, okay, is he in the car? Like, where is he? I was somebody. Is he, did he never even make it? Did he somehow go, like, what happened to him in between the Key Lime Cove Resort? Or, and I'm checking sorry, into that new hotel. The Kalahari Resort to the grocery store. What happened within the right. 120 miles? Okay. So the last location of her cell phone pinged was near Sterling, Illinois, and her toll records show that actually she had made two trips to that area in February and March of 2011 before all of this happened. Oh. Yeah, because this all happened in May. So how long ago had she made the trips? Like, in February and March of that year. Oh, oh, so this could have been, like, so there's seriously month- planned out. Yeah, so February and March, she takes a trip. April, nothing. And then May is when Timothy and her disappear. Oh, my gosh. So, police test, and, like, also they asked her family, and they were all like, yeah, we have no idea why she did that. Nobody even knows that she did that. Weird. So, police test, uh the knife that Amy used to take her own life and found um, only her blood. But when they go outside to check the inside of the SUV, she was driving like, he's in there. It was parked outside of the hotel. They found a quote, concerning amount of blood unquote. But later a family member kind of revealed, Hey, Timothy actually had like a pretty bad nosebleed and the same were more than likely from that. Okay. Uh, And again, it's, 
you know, they kind of take that and say, yeah, you're actually right. We're going to prove it as that. But police note that the interior, exterior, and the bottom of the SUV had grass and mud on it and some kind of like almost like meadowy side of the road, like vegetation. Um, so they kind of just note that, that they're like kind of some mud inside, almost like somebody had stepped outside in like muddy area. Um, or that like the SUV drove through an area like that, like a grassy, possibly near a stream, but definitely close to the highway at one point because they also found the um, glass, like road making beads in the debris on the car. So okay. one other important thing to note for, about the car is that not only did it have vegetation and stuff on it, kind of insinuating that they drove somewhere that wasn't the road. But Timothy's car seat is missing from the vehicle. Right. So it's almost like maybe she gave that to somebody. Yeah. And that's like the leading thought until Timothy's uh, grandmother actually kind of comes forward and says, um, you know, oh, wait, actually, I have the car seat and I was given it by like Amy gave it to me a week before his disappearance, which weird because like yeah was your kid did your kid have no car seat at that point yeah like what was what's going For on here a week? and like your spouse said nothing about like hey why don't you have a car seat yeah whatever so it's a weird thing but investigators are kind of like all right his grandmother's not involved in it at all you know so investigators actually kind of believe that the place where the car was pulled over uh was in lee county or and this is This is the frustrating part about this case. It's vague. So they believe it was either in Lee County, Whitesdale County, or Whitesdale County, Northeast, or uh, Illinois. But they're also considering Carroll, Ogle, Stevenson, and Winnebago counties. So a lot of places. Yeah. yeah, It's vague. So further investigation into the family actually revealed that Amy had a secret email in her maiden name that James did not know about. Oh, interesting. Right? But it was kind of proven that nothing came from it. Nothing was useful. Nothing was whatnot. So they chalk it up to a loss. Um, And James was actually so overwhelmed by, like, the news of his wife's suicide and the fact that Timothy had still not been located that he's panicking. He's racking through his brain of every fight, every good time, every vacation, every memory, every dinner, every what not that he can think of. So he tells I would too. Right? I mean, at that point, what do you do? What do you have to lose? Exactly. You literally, the only thing he's probably thinking about is finding his son. Yeah. So he tells police that in 2008, he and Amy had actually almost... So this is three years prior to kind of like all of this happening again they almost divorced because he found out that amy was secretly in contact with one ex-husband as i had mentioned in the beginning of the episode right oh this goes to show you this was an ongoing issue yeah this this wasn't like a one-time thing oh yeah because apparently they had her amy ex-husband had made plans to meet up while james was out of town which you know rightfully so caused james to give uh, to be, like, pretty upset. 
Yeah. But then he gives a pretty firm ultimatum. James tells Amy, gives Amy a pretty firm ultimatum and basically says, if you don't stop being or contacting your ex, I'm filing for divorce and I'm getting full custody of Timothy. So pretty harsh. Yeah. Okay. But also, I mean, he was angry. You know, I, I see how it could like, what's the word? Like kind of get to a point where he like snaps, I guess, you know? Yeah. I mean, I'm not a fan of ultimatums. I think they I, I mean, it, cause... it never works out. That's true. Never no, they always cause one of the parties involved to panic. It's like, I mean, you know what I mean. It's just, I'm not, I'm, oh, I'm sorry. I was at a call. Oh, you're good. Can you go, go back? It cut out because I got a call. Go yeah, back good. just a sec. Okay. Ready? Yep. Which like, I'm not a fan of ultimatums. I think they always cause one of the parties involved to panic. Like, you know what I mean? It's just, yeah. I'm also like not a fan of the whole threatening her with full custody because it's not like she was being a bad mom, which again, I'm saying this off of assumption. Like, there's no evidence to prove one way or another. But if you're just using that to threaten your partner, you need to reevaluate what the hell you're doing because that's just wrong. Yeah. Um, so Amy chose to stay in the marriage, but surprise, surprise. Their marriage didn't improve after this ultimatum. Who would have thought? Um, and Amy starts suffering from pretty bad depression. So, Aww. again, I mentioned this kind of earlier in the episode, but Amy had actually tried to take her life once before she met James, but then actually a second time shortly after they began dating. Okay. So, it is something to note that James tells police that they had a pretty big fight the morning that Amy took Timothy out of school after he told her something along the lines of like uh, quote either him or me just pick me though just know that if you choose him I will make sure you will not receive custody of Timothy and won't ever see him again unquote and he's kind of referring to the accident of picking me over him right? which again they almost divorced in 2008 because of this and it's 2011. So, so yeah, then. so so that has been like going on for a long freaking time. Ongoing. Ongoing. There has been no motive linked to, to, the, to Timothy's disappearance officially, but a plethora of hints have kind of been left behind. One theory is that after James told her that he would take Timothy away from her, uh, if she could just like see the ex. Basically, because a judge would see her as unfit due to her mental health, that Amy panicked and took Timothy and ran and hid him from James. Okay. The family strongly believes that Amy did not kill Timothy because of how deeply she loved him. And like she had said multiple times, Timothy was her only reason to live. Um, so anyway, the first theory is kind of like after this fight and... Amy takes him and gives Timothy to an Amish family because, you know, an Amish family. Her, there was a huge Amish population. Um, and they're super, like, Amish people are disconnected up there from the internet. 
but also they're super kind of secretive about their community and like, yeah and honestly you probably wouldn't ever find him if that no. was the case literally um so anyway that kind of paired with like lack of electronics kind of feeds into this theory that like they don't know what he looks like blah blah blah, blah yeah blah. because he would he would look different too because you know how like um a lot of times people who are yeah. Amish you know they wear a certain thing they like they look a certain way yeah so that's really true and right also what you said how she said my only reason for living is timothy mm-hmm. um makes me think like so she gave him up and then that was her reason like that was her entire reason for living and then she you know she took her life and yeah. oh, it's, it's, it's just so scary because it's like holy crap like what did you do right you know what did but you do there's no trace so kind of again on that first theory they think either he could have been given to an amish family or it could have been like an illegal adoption with another family that was kind of pre-planned, but right. seeing reason behind it. There's also, I mean, I, I watched a show that had this, and I'm, I'm sure this is real too, but the show was fiction, um, of basically like this online chat site of these mothers being like, you know, if you don't think you can take care of your kid, I'll take him. And it's like, you know, obviously there's no legal anything about it. So you give your kid to this person and there's no trace. That, there's nothing to it. To... Yeah, wasn't there like a Criminal Minds? Yes, it was that? Criminal Minds. <laughs> I think Terrified. it was. Yeah. And like, Terrified. literally like they and they set like the moms like set up a way for them to like take the kids by like pretending like, oh, I don't know where my kid went. Please help me. And like, really, they know yeah. exactly where they are. And it's like these it people is... just have a bunch of kids. There's stuff out there like that. Yeah. Terrifying. So, that's kind of, like, the one theory. Um, but the family does not think that this theory is realistic at all. Um, but the other theory is kind of that Amy panicked and took Timothy and he died either by accident or in the hands of Amy and has just never been found. I thought uh, that, too, a little bit. That, did, that came to my mind, too. Um, right? Because people kind of say, okay, well, if Timothy was her only reason to live and killed herself, what does did that something happen to him? You know, yeah, not alive. So, um, I will note that Timothy's family like adamantly believes that he is alive somewhere and are kind of still on to the hope that one day he'll make contact with them. Oh, um, yes. James said, quote, Every day I get up and I check my phone and wait for the detectives to say, Hey, we found Timothy here. It's going to be a glorious day. He comes home. I just can't wait. It's going to be happy. I'm going to cry a lot. I'm going to cry a lot when he comes home, end quote. Which, like, stabbed me right in the heart. Oh my god, dude, I literally almost started crying. Right? Like, goosebumps. That it's is so sad. Horrific. And so, just, they have no idea, like, there's no way to know. Right? And here's kind of where we're gonna get into, like, a few of the more recent things, because, guys, literally nobody knows. Nobody knows what happened. And the only person and, that did is, is took her life. She took her own life. Yeah. Yes. So, like, that's the evidence. Everything I've said, that's it. Yeah. So, flashing forward, um, like, another crazy, oh, actually, like, another crazy note to kind of say about this is, like, in 2013, remember how we said that they never found Amy's phone? Yes. Yes. Well, in 2013... Amy's cell phone was actually turned in. By who? By what? So here's the crazy part. Okay. It was actually found in 2011. (gasps) 
Wait, so they just, they, they, like, didn't release that information? No, so, ready? Okay, yeah. It was found in 2011 by a woman on the side of Route 78, north of Mount Carroll in Illinois. But she had no clue what it was. Right, right. She saw this phone. Random woman. Nice phone. Uh, and it sat on her shelf for literally two years until her brother's like, hey, I need a new phone. And she's like, oh my gosh, like, I have this one. It's two years old, whatever. So they charge this phone and turn it on. And a family friend recognizes the name, like the names uh, in the contacts. And the woman ends up turning it into police. And that's how they found the phone. Oh my. Well, I mean, because think about it. Like if I found a phone on the side of the road and grabbed it and it was all dirty and maybe broken or something, I, it would sit yeah. on my shelf too. Like, yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't assume it was someone who had was, you know, had a serious need for it to be turned in. I wouldn't assume it was like an ongoing case, you know? Right. I don't even know if I would have picked it up. Yeah, that's a good point. I might have just been like, oh, well, whatever. Right? So, unfortunately, the police checked through the phone, and it's useless. There's nothing on it. No evidence. No phone calls. No anything. And even the email that I mentioned earlier, police checked it. Nothing. You know, Everything I wonder if she, like, chucked it out the window. Or I wonder if she, she, she did. just lost it. She probably did. Because, like, honestly, what are the odds that that would have been found? Yeah. Yeah. So, a few years later, in 2015, police in Florida actually responded to a tip that there was a boy in a woman's neighborhood who looked like the progressed photo of Timothy that the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children created. Okay. She tells police that this boy had moved into her neighborhood shortly after Timothy's disappearance and that the family's license plate was from the Midwest and he never, like, went to school. But ultimately, police agreed and said, hey, yeah, like, yeah, he looks a lot like Timothy, but it's not him. Oh, okay. Well, that's so sad. So, this one's gonna infuriate you. Oh, no. Oh, no. Okay. (laughs) Get ready, everybody. Okay. In 2015, a person calls the Newport, Kentucky police about a young man who has just approached them, claiming to be Timothy Pitson. He was dirty, he's covered in bruises, his face is covered in bruises, and he tells this man, I just want to go home. He said that he was 14 years old and had just escaped from a hotel room where two men had been holding him for a long time. These men had abused him physically and sexually for years. So immediately, Pitts and family comes down to Kentucky with their hopes so freaking high and their their hearts anxiously awaiting to see Timothy after eight years. Oh my gosh. So the young man uh, claiming to be Timothy refused to have his fingerprints taken, but they did let the FBI swab his cheek for DNA. And unfortunately, it was revealed that he was not Timothy Pitson. Oh my gosh. But instead, 23-year-old Brian Michael Rinney from Ohio. And this was actually not the first time he claimed to be somebody, but in fact, the third. What the frick? Yep. So he is just messing with these families. Yeah. Does I wonder, does it bring him, like, happiness to be like, oh, hey, like, I'm your missing son. Just kidding. No, I'm not. Yeah. So Brian tells the police that he quote watched a story about timothy on 2020 and wanted to get away from his own family unquote oh my gosh i i want to kick him where the sun doesn't shine 
I want to kick him right there. Yep. Yeah. Brian actually has a long history of mental illness and had been diagnosed with Asperger's syndrome and bipolar. Um, and he kind of goes on to say that he wanted to be Timothy because he wished his own dad was more like James. Basically insinuating that like he was a person that worried about their son when they went missing instead of ranking like his own father did. Okay. Which, like, not an excuse. No, You're definitely a- not. The amount of absolute like happiness and mixed with absolute devastation that you brought up that family like you're just a shit person yeah like you're the- you are a shit trash human like, being I, I hope you have a constant hang now i hope yeah and i hope I- that you have a constant toenail too or you know you know what i mean <laughs> i hope that your toenails is constant yeah I- meg <laughs> Oh, we have toenails. <laughs> Wait, toenail. Hang nail on your toe. Okay. Because those are the worst. And then they hurt. You mean an ingrown nail? Yes. Oh my god. A toenail. <laughs> yeah. We hope you dub your pinky toe every time you want. Yeah, and I hope it's I hope it feels like you're walking on Legos. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. 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 You deserve it. So Brian eventually pled guilty to aggravated identity theft. Duh. But annoyingly avoided extra charges for lying to the FBI with a plea agreement. Ugh. And he was sent- sentenced to a two-year stay in federal prison and left the Pitson family with a huge gouging wound. Um, Good. So Timothy's paternal aunt actually spoke to the U.S. son on the 11th anniversary of his disappearance. And she said that for several years, when she thought of Timothy, she was filled with anger towards Amy, which like understandable, but now she feels sadness more than anything else. Oh, he was quote, saying, "Quote, Amy, you got your point across. We're missing his whole life, and he's missing ours." Oh, that's so he's- sad. He's still very much a part of our lives, even though he's not physically with us. And I can't send him birthday gifts or ask how art class was. My kids still know about him, and he's still very much a part of us. End quote. Oh my god, Which, like that breaks sh- my heart. Literally. I mean, unfortunately, that's all we know. That's so sad. No one to this day has seen Timothy Pippen. Um, and we'll release an age-progressed photo of him. Um, but again, you know. And no what's crazy photo. is that anyone who may have probably doesn't even know that this is him. You that's know what fun. I mean? Um, so if you do know anything about the disappearance of him, again, just like our last case, even if you think it's insignificant even if you're like oh whatever please call the aurora police department at 630-256-5516 again that's 630-256-5516 or you can visit crimestoppersusa.org to leave an anonymous tip uh guys it is so important that we reunite timothy you know deceased a lot Law. Because th- this family needs some kind of justice. They need to know something. I mean, I can't even imagine. Yeah. James is still alive and well, looking for his son. I mean, this only happened in 2011. He is still desperately. Oh, hoping. it is. It's still fresh. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, 100%. This is this is so, so sad. And I can't even imagine, like, losing, you know, your wife to suicide and then ha- just not knowing anything and then also just having to think like she did she uh, she knows like what did she do you know what i mean 
exactly and that's the heartbreaking part is like you realize you don't you didn't know that person at all no no and it's also just like because we're not like james could be you know have something to do with he could be blameless we're not inserting our opinion one way or another very true very true yeah it's important to know like no matter what timothy is the victim here and he deserves to be found yes no that his family is still looking for him his aunts his uncles grandparents his friends his neighbors are still looking for him and you know what guys like again if you know anything please come forward please yes wise please so that is the unfortunate missing case still open case about timothy pitson that is so sad oh yeah it breaks your heart and it breaks my heart and i'm definitely definitely having high hopes that you know hopefully one day more is brought to light about this and timothy is found yeah for real because oh it's so sad but but yeah guys that's uh i know we've been doing some missing people missing persons or what that's well (laughs) my case um i don't know whether this one is aired before or after this case but my case is not a missing person so yeah there's we did a missing a cold case solved cases so yeah, yeah i mean mixing it suggesting- up a little bit around here stir in the pot yeah for real please keep suggesting some cool cases like we've got uh just some cases that you know our listeners have like experienced or know or you know in their families uh you know we just really want to highlight as many cases that we can with this podcast and use our platform to help these people 100 percent. we always want to add a little bit of you know positivity in the end we want to be like we want to tell you guys how much we you know we want to help stuff like this especially when there is still more to do you know still justice is still to be had there can always be more there's always more to be done yes always more to be done but yeah so unfortunately that is my case not a great not a happy solution but you know so. But you know what? The more people that hear about it and the more people that know it, it's more people to possibly know something. So Exactly. So, guys, please send us a DM on Instagram. That's so criminal. Uh, send us a Gmail, a little nice note at... That's so criminal at gmail.com. And don't forget, you can listen on Apple Music uh, or Apple Podcast. Sorry. <laughs> I do it, too. I always do this. I do it, too music or spotify and don't forget to leave us a five-star review that would be amazing and and please feel free to send us any cases because grace actually got one of her cases from you guys so we get a lot of our cases from you guys so like yes or just hit us up in general we love chatting it up oh Uh, yeah yeah so i guess uh stay not murdered yep stay safe and stay not murdered my folks um yeah and keep it real we will see you guys next week yes we will all right bye bye